Hello, gang, and welcome back to episode 72 of the Have We Made It Yet podcast. As you might see, we are a third of the team short, just because we do have a we do have a guest today. Um, Josh unfortunately has a work emergency, so he can't make it to this. But um, Lucas, myself, I will take you along for this ride here. Again, this is the show. Have we made it yet? It's the show where two creatives and their guests talk about the process of making it. I am the actor portion of this podcast, Lucas Ng, and I'm usually joined by my co-host, Josh Young, who's the comedian portion of this podcast. Um, I guess I have no one to throw it to me, but we usually start the show off with asking each other, Josh and I, have we made it yet? So I'm just going to ask it to myself. Lucas, have you made it yet? Hmm. No, I haven't yet made it, but it's it's been fun because recently I signed on with a new Vancouver talent agency and it feels good to actually like get some cool roots in this city. Um, my whole thing right now is trying to find the new within the old because I'm originally from here. So it's, I'm finding out so many new pockets of life in this city and it's pretty exciting. I had my first couple of auditions for casting directors here. So I really want to make a really good impression as I'm building my repertoire and also building my, my footing in this new city. Um, haven't made it yet, but again, taking steps and I feel Vancouver's right. Um, I wish Josh could also have a proper response to that, but he's not here. So hope you're okay, Josh. Um, for episode 72, we do have a pretty special guest because we were supposed to get him on for season two, but because of scheduling delays and all that stuff, we weren't able to, but for today, I'm actually really excited just because we've been trying to get him on for quite a bit and it's finally happening now. So I'm just going to go on straight with the intro to our next amazing guest here. So our next guest here is a true artist that does it all. He acts, produces, directs, writes, develops, etc. I remember our first meeting with him when one of our mutual friends, Annabelle Loy, friend of the show here, invited myself and our next guest here as guests on her online podcast. Honestly, the moment he started talking, I was drawn to a Zoom window as the energy he was exuding there was can't miss TV. He was sprawling everywhere. <laughs> at times, his pet would show up. His shirt came off at one point, I think. He, he literally did whatever he wanted to do at any given time. His fearlessness, confidence, diverse fight skill set are all things that I truly look up to him for. He has worked on big sets, including Arrow, Deadpool, and the interview, and has acted and produced in critically acclaimed short films, such as Reverse, through his own production company, Dear Hero Studios. I honestly don't know how he keeps on pushing out material, and we'll get into that later tonight, be it his stand-up comedy, sketches on his Instagram and TikTok, films that he's written and produced, and other projects on the way, but the man literally does it all. His output is truly inspiring, and his hustle is second to none. Please welcome... Milton Ng. Yo, what's up? Yo, what an incredible introduction, Lucas. Holy <laughs> shit. Yo, can we, am I allowed to say shit here? Yeah, yeah, you can cuss, man. Say it out okay, loud, bro. Okay. Wow. Wow. I was just like, damn, yo, this guy knows what's up, man. That was a long time ago when we first met on Annabelle's podcast. 
I I know. Yeah, <laughs> I was just laughing. I'm like, my shirt came off. I'm like, what the hell did that happen? Um, I don't know. I just remember you like lifting it up partially. I'm like, who? I just met this guy. This guy's awesome. <laughs> it's it's funny you say that. So for the uh, listeners, like, yeah, you're trying to get me on, and then there's a date that you wanted me on, but I was. We'll get into that later. But I was going through a rough time of trying to um, put these these three things of what I was doing. Like mm-hmm. stand-up, content creation, feature film development. Like I was just at the brick of just getting it started. So I was like, like Lucas, like hit me back later. Like I want to get back into it. Like that's, I think you messaged me like in September. Oh, that's why mm-hmm. I was wrestling with myself how to get back into stand-up comedy. Oh, and okay. then in, in se- September, you messaged me. I was like, yo, I'm just focused on, on finding a way to get back in. And yeah. I was like, yo, let me, let me get back in first and then where i want to be and then, then that's how this podcast so we're doing this now we're doing it now we're here we're doing it and all right i, I gotta ask yeah. you the question that we ask every guest here milton okay so milton have you yeah. made it yet oh my god hell no so <laughs> far away i don't even know i've been doing this for like oh my god 10 12 years and uh I, i'm just figuring it out to be honest I, i'm yeah. just figuring it out like you know, that's a really good question. That's such a great question to your guys' podcast, like how we made it there. Just asking that to yourself amongst yourselves. And then even if we send this to any of our peers, it it is inspiring just to say that. Like exactly. how we made it there. It's like, no, I'm not. What am I doing today? I got to go get my shit. I got to go <laughs> do my work. Like today, just before this podcast, I just <laughs> uploaded a video on TikTok and Instagram. And I've been doing the YouTube shorts and YouTube shorts only has 60 seconds. I'm like, Oh, my video is like 73 seconds. I'm going to cut it down. Um, so I'm going to go cut that down after, but yeah, I just uploaded that. Um, yeah, <laughs> you Lucas, you have to control me in this podcast. Cause when I talk, I go everywhere. I go everywhere. Okay. Thank Thank you for that disclaimer that I can. I just want to figure out what would be your it in making it. Wow, that's a really good question. Well, okay, there are a few things. Actually, the man, what what? Man, that's a deep question there, Lucas. Like, well, I'm just developing my my feature film. Nice. Right. It's it's called uh, New Diamond Restaurant. We are aiming to shoot that next summer. But then and then at the same time, just doing an extent of comedy, like I think the pinnacle right now is like, you know, either get a Netflix deal one day or JFL. Mm-hmm. Um which is probably like 10 years in the running. So I feel like to, to make it, it would have to be both those things. I think right now for me is I know that like even trying to get like a special, that's like a recognizable hilarious album Mm -hmm. is, is going to take a long time. I've been, I've been fortunate enough to be mentored by um, great comedians here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, so it's going to take a long time for me to get there. So yeah. What's your question again? <laughs> you know what? That's a great segue just because like you did talk about like a feature and getting like a Netflix comedy special and everything. But I did want to touch upon something that you already touched upon, which was yeah. community. Because like I'm just seeing you and the community that you've built around yourself includes some stellar Vancouver like people, talents like Kent, Owen, Curtis, Christopher Cho, all these amazing filmmakers, producers, directors and actors and everything. What does community mean to you and how have you fostered that type of community within Vancouver? 
Man, you are spring with great questions. Great <laughs> questions. Uh, yeah, community, first off, is super important because there's no way that any any of my um, projects or anything I've created yeah. was never, ever, can never be ever successful without um, a helping hand. And I'm just mm-hmm. fortunate enough to have these these great peers and these great community. Um, what is it? What does it mean? It means like, when, when you create a project or you meet somebody with the same likes and interests of you and you, you share a common goal mm-hmm. to, to create a project and knowing that either he or she is on board because of the project at hand, knowing the reason why I'm doing uh, typically uh, project A or project B and, and having that strong backbone and the foundation, delaying the foundation and being transparent and letting letting each other know I feel builds such a stronger community. Yeah. Um, because like you've only mentioned like, like a fraction of the people that I, I currently work with. There's so many, like there's, there's Jonathan Endo, Hector Rivas, uh, community friends of mine, Abdul mm-hmm. Ali. Um, and, and also for me, just getting into the, the stand-up comedy world back in November, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of opening up my network to still having my foot in the film and all the Asian community here. Um, and also opening this new um, avenue in, in the, the comedy space. So mm-hmm. like, I think right now it's also like I'm a part of, I guess I'm a part of two communities mm-hmm. um, and just finding a way to eventually merge them together. But yeah, it is super important because like, you know, yeah. you, you go to film festivals, you go to networking events. Like we all went to um, Natasha Jung's uh, documentary screening. Mm-hmm. That was a, a great documentary. I think it was like half an hour. Yeah. Um, I think they only screened half an hour. But there was like forty five minutes, but that was that was a great uh, three three mini docs or three docs. Sorry, not mini. They're like twenty minutes each. But um, mm-hmm. just that community of us, uh, especially us being um, Asian Canadians. Um, you're Chinese, by the way, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chinese. So, yeah. so even us mm-hmm. Chinese Canadian, um, just being able to tell our stories um, to oh my god, to, to great lengths and having a great community that can support you and, and great peers that see you know share the same passion it's um no doubt it's it's super important actually yeah yeah i mean you briefly did touch upon where you are straddling between like two different paths right now be it stand-up comedy and also like working in film and everything too and i find like those two worlds are slowly colliding in in ways that are generally pretty new too like i see on your instagram and everything like that you have reels and series such as like the sweaty chiropractor, the gym douche, and also like the clothes can and all that stuff there too. I did want to ask, it's probably just only for me, but in terms of your, your output, how have you been able to turn out so much good material in such a short amount of time so quickly, Milton? Uh, are you saying short, like short? I wouldn't say it was short period of time really like I, oh, i've been okay. i've been creating these oh oh i think you're talking about like the present like like basically shooting a video and then all of a sudden next week shooting another video is that what you mean exactly By, more like oh that. okay okay yeah turn around time um so this this is a very good question uh, for people who who don't i guess don't know me or or have met me i've i've been kind of you know a little backstory is i went to film school in 2009 for film production back mm-hmm. in bfs and then I went out and had basically film knowledge, film production knowledge. But I was, I was, you know, I was um, 
you know, I grew up watching uh, Wong Fu Productions and a lot of YouTube, like Ryan Higa and all those guys. So I was very inspired by just YouTube content. So what I did was I tried to take my skills as a filmmaker and apply it to, to internet videos. Mm-hmm. And for me as a filmmaker, I always struggled with that because you could make an amazing short film. And maybe it's just me, like my content or something, but a lot of my short films, they, they don't, they actually don't get any metrics like at all. I had to, oh. I had to um, respect the platform as uh, a guy I, I watch, uh, Gary V would always say, he would always respect the platform. So mm-hmm. I tried to, I guess, relearn video creation online and know that, okay, if I'm going to create something for online, the viewing experience is completely different. Um, you don't have to spend so much money. You can be uh, very creative with what you do. You can ask a bunch of friends kind of thing um, and just find ways to, to create the content. And, and let me tell you, Lucas, I went through a ton of struggle of just finding like, almost like, like I went to the filmmakers depression. I, I, I went through moments where I would just like make these short films. I made this web series and it didn't really, you know, I got a couple of awards and all that, but none of these um, successes or these small successes of award here has ever um, pushed me to like, say a movie deal or anything like that, which is why I'm on this podcast. Have we made it yet? <laughs> no, there we are. <laughs> but like, you know, I've always going into a project. Obviously I have that passion and that, that aim of like, okay, this is like, you always hope that this is the piece that's going to, propel you or or you're going to submit this short film it's going to tour across the world and, and you're going to get that's going to be your calling card so i've always had that thought and obviously it's like i wouldn't say it's an ego thing because you you have to go into these all-in moments mm-hmm. and put everything you've got for this one project you have to hope that this will be it because if you're not then why are you making this piece of content of the short film without yeah. going all in so um very a lot of moments in my uh i guess career I've just been doing all these these short films and spending way too much money with no no ROI. So that's mm-hmm. why um, recently, just kind of figuring out wh- what I wanted to do, who I am, um, what I could give up. And I think the biggest struggle for me was, it was, it was these three things. It was wanting to make a movie, wanting to make a feature film, all right? That, that was like the, the filmmaker in me. Okay, yeah. back in 2009, moving on here in Vancouver, I, I had to do that. Yeah. And then the second one was, okay, content creation, because everybody is so addicted to their phones. These platforms are crazy. Like 2020 came to TikTok. Um, mm-hmm. People are making money off of it. Um, I was fortunate enough to get some really lucky brand deals. So that that kind of, in a way, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, but that kind of looked at, I looked at uh, content creation online a different way. I was like, oh, it's actually possible to make, some money off of this to, to yeah. potentially um, get me out of my tech job because right. I, I, I gripped right. for so long. <laughs> so I looked at content creation like that. And, and that's another way I see it right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but then while this was happening, like wanting to create this future film, wanting to do the content creation, um, mm-hmm. I've, I was that guy at parties that would just love to talk to people and be myself and make people laugh. And <laughs> that that feeling of being able to meet a stranger or anybody just make them laugh like ridiculous was something mm-hmm. i guess the performer side in me yeah. so literally like since 2017 or 2018 i think i went i did my first stand-up comedy but i was always half-assing it lucas always half-assing <laughs> it because i would i would do it for like a few times yeah and then i'd be so busy with film and, or i would go and bomb and then I'd, I'd be so scared of the bombing. The silence was just, just 
destructive. Like right. it was so destructive for me. So while I was doing that, you know, I was talking to some people. People were always uh-huh. like, hey, "Why are you doing so many things? Why don't you just focus on one?" I even read this one book called The One Thing, right? Mm-hmm. And then the more I tried to be the advice of what my peers would say, like one person is like, why don't you just focus on this feature film? Why don't you just focus on the content creation? Why don't you just focus on the comedy? Um, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I couldn't do it. I've tried for years to just focus on one thing because what, what I've noticed was if I tried to focus on the one thing, it's because I loved all these, uh, the other things. Yeah. I started to get depressed because I, I felt like I still had a lot of good skill and value there. So <laughs> I call it the, um, even my friends, uh, my, my friend called the trio, right? It's it's this triangle I created, which is uh, the feature film, the content creation, the stand-up comedian. So so mm-hmm. the last year or so, I found a way to balance it. That's when you asked me if I was yeah. ready for the podcast back in September. I wasn't ready because I was figuring out how to work this trio. Yeah. Because I knew this this trio in me was me. That's that's who I was. Mm-hmm. And I've actually did some research, and there was actually a couple speakers. That after you've done TED Talks, I forget. There's a word for this, actually, for people like me that, nice. that propel in these, these things. I, I, did, I did want to discuss a little bit more about, like, of course, you talk about how VFS um, gave you the practical skills and how to, you know, uh, produce films and everything in film production and everything. But there is the, in, in, the intangibles that I do see within you there. So, like, I've seen your men on the street videos where you're interacting with the public, like selling mops at the uh, Richmond <laughs> Night Market. Like, I've seen that stuff. <laughs> It's just oh incredible, incredibly bold shit that you do. In, in my opinion, it's pretty bold. And <laughs> you're hilarious when you're doing it. And you're also just the main thing is fearless. So I, I just want to like pick your brain about the intangibles a bit, though. Like your energy is so magnetic. Where do you find that fearlessness? But at the same time, where do you find that drive? Wow. Was, fuck. I love these questions, man. Um, where do I find the fi- Well, I think my mind works in a way where it's like, if I, if I want to do something, I have to just do it. Mm. And I, I just, you know, if you, if you paint back to, you know, I think if, if we paint back to the history of, of Milton in here, Please. I was the shyest kid in class. Get out of here. In, in, no, in kindergarten. Okay. I was so afraid to speak up that when they had the national anthem, the, uh, it was a Catholic school I went to. Mm. And we were supposed to stand up and do the prayer. I would sit down. I was so scared. And I remember in kindergarten, people would be like, Milton doesn't speak. And then the moment where I did speak, they would, people would surround me. Like there's this kid named Kyle. He's like, oh my God, Milton just spoke. Hey, Milton, say Apple. And then I would say Apple. And then he was like, oh my God, you everybody come and check this out. And there's like 10 kids surrounding me, listening to me say a word. So yeah. To, to, I guess to, to really paint a spectrum of, of this was the, I spoke little, I was very mm-hmm. shy. I was considered smart in my elementary, but as I noticed from grade like one to seven, what I realized teachers that had the power to be in front of 30 students, mm-hmm. my mind could not get over the fact of why were they so boring? Oh. As, as such a young kid, I've never actually said this in podcast. This is very good um, stuff. Yeah. I've always wondered, like I was in class and they're, we're teaching science class or whatever, social studies for an hour and elementary class, I would get bored. And then sometimes in like junior high, high school, I would get bored. And I was mm-hmm. just like, why can't they make it interesting? Why can't they make it 
lively and exciting and all that because you you have the audience there yeah and i remember this one time in grade seven i actually did this uh i did this report called saber tooth tigers <laughs> and i took that report and i just yelled i was like the saber tooth tiger did this 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 and and it just shook everybody it just shook it was just oh my god my, my good friend steve would say like i would just i would just yell it out i wasn't even my 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 intention back then was to just keep the audience engaged mm-hmm. that's all it was and um as i as i grew older i yeah. you know i still had that in my mind but i just chose to do film work right <laughs> I just chose to do filmmaking and I never really um, ever pursued, I guess, uh, doing stand up until like, I think 2017. Okay, this is a story I gotta tell. I gotta please, tell it. Please. I'm, supposed to, it. I'm supposed to do this on stage. This is supposed to be one of my jokes. Well, it wasn't even supposed to be a joke, but this is kind of the birth of the comedian in me. So, right. me and my lady, right? And I think it was like 20, maybe 2017 or something, right? We mm-hmm. were like going out, or maybe 2016, we go to night market. You know, everyone knows night market. Okay. And there is this lady. I used to be a salesman, by the way. I worked at the China. I worked at my restaurant. You, my, my parents had a Chinese restaurant. I didn't want that. Uh, that's, a, that's a whole other episode. Um, mm-hmm. But I used to be a salesman selling TVs and electronics for about nine months. Wow. So I had that salesmanship in me. So when we were at night market, I saw this lady. She had this headset on, okay, with the, uh, the, the speaker. And she was selling this mop. She was like, mop, boom, boom, like insert it. She was like, come on down, come on down, all this stuff. And I was mesmerized. And I'm pretty sure, Lucas, I was the only one that was mesmerized. I looked at her and I was like, something hit my head. I was like, I got to do something. This is an opportunity. So yeah. I told my, my lady, Queenie, and she was like, what? What do you want to do? I'm like, I just wanted to see if she needs help. So I went up to this lady. I'm like, hey, I used to be, my name is Milton. I used to be a salesman. I'm wondering if uh, you want a break. Like, I, I'd be down to like, can I sell mops for you? And she looked at me like I was a buffoon. And she's like, okay, if you're serious. So she took her headset off. She gave it to me. She wow. gave me the demonstration of the mop, right? <laughs> and I, I, I tried to sell a mop. And when I put that headset on, you know, night market, there's hundreds of people walking back and forth. And I'm just like, trying to sell this mop with with no experience i was like uh we're gonna mop here left side right side and i went i went up to people shook their hands they're trying to sell this mop it was so bad it was such a tragedy and we recorded it i'll send you i actually have an old video it's somewhere it's somewhere it's on youtube yeah 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 you yeah you see that i was in a green Mm -hmm. shirt so i i failed that day i really failed that day (laughs) and not many people would go home and really think about their failure i went home and i was devastated Next year, me and my lady go back to the same market. I see the same lady again. Nice. And I, I tell like, oh my God, it's my second second opportunity to, to redeem myself. <laughs> and my lady is like, no, 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 we're not doing it. All right, we're going to go eat. And I was yeah. like, okay, fine. But she thought I was kidding, but I wasn't. When I got home, I was furious. I was like, I missed my opportunity. Uh-huh. The next year, and I think it was either 2017 or 2018, Wow. I actually emailed the Richmond night market. I sent them that shitty video of me failing. And I told them, Hey, I want to come and sell mops. Um, I will write material. I'll do it for free. As long as I get to videotape it. So wow. they, they said yes. And night market opens up at seven o'clock. I got into the back door, dude, VIP entrance with my friend, <laughs> with my lady. I got in at six 45. Uh, the guy's name was Tony. He was telling me how the mop works and yeah. I was ready. I had my headset and I was like, it's game time. 
yeah. seven o'clock people start coming in. I did a set, like literally my, 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 my mop salesmanship. Like it was like, this is the mop that your mop is not. This is the mop that your mop wants to be like, this is the mop that everybody doesn't No, This is the mop that everybody doesn't want, but this is the mop that everybody needs. Yeah. And I would just do this story and I would talk to the crowd, but this was daytime. <laughs> Everyone was there. I would gather an audience, like maybe 10, 15, but nobody bought a mop. I, I was fucking, I was fucking pissed, Lucas. Uh-huh. And then my lady, uh, Queenie, and, and and our friends, like there's another couple. We just went to go eat. I couldn't even eat, man. Like we're trying to eat potato rotators, beef skewers, and I'm trying to eat these things while they're having a good time. And I'm just like, I failed. This is my third time failing. I hated it. So as we were leaving, though, don't worry. This story's about to end. As we were leaving Night Market, it was like ten uh-huh. o'clock. Ten o'clock. Was eleven? I was like. I got to try one more time. No. I got to try one more time. So I went back there. I said, hey, Tony, let's do it again. Put the headset on. And I did the same material. (laughs) Same material. Nothing different. My energy was probably the same. It was like insane like this. (laughs) And then I sold mops. I ended up selling 10 motherfucking mops. And, And that's when I realized, Lucas, was... It wasn't my material. It was the timing because people don't want to come in night market holding a mop. They will buy mm. mops at the end. And that kind of opened up this, this performer in me. Mm-hmm. Like I had so much fun. It felt a fulfillment. So that's why if I did that, I think in 2017, mm-hmm. then that's when I went and did uh, stand up comedy. But because the heart was already in the filmmaker's kind of realm for seven, eight years, yeah. it didn't want to leave that because it, it was like, well, you can't, pro- you can't pursue something new if you haven't even made it yet. If you haven't yeah. even made a feature film. So, so that's, I guess, flash forward. That's where we are now mm-hmm. of me finding a way to balance this trio of these three things that I'm trying to do, continually do, um, and just balancing it like, it requires a lot of like mental um, brain power <laughs> to be mm-hmm. honest, like create here's something crazy that I think, I think hopefully your listeners can, can learn is sometimes if, as you can see, I have a lot of energy and I find a lot of people like say, Oh, how do you have so much energy? I, gr- I grew up by the last 10 years. People would say, Oh, why do you have so much energy? So obviously if, if we're tired and exhausted and you run out of energy, it's something as so simple as this. You, we just create more energy. Mm-hmm. It, like the thing is when you go to the gym what do we do we can work on our muscles it's physical yeah. we work on our muscles we work on our abs our weight and all that but what i've kind of developed over the last year was was i create this this headspace that's completely white room and mm-hmm. and in my headspace there's three doors and each door represents the the content creation the stand-up community the filmmaker and whatever door that i open that door becomes the guy in charge and if i run out of energy uh, I don't know if you're a Naruto fan. Were you a Naruto fan? Uh, not really, hey. but but I but I know him. But oh, yeah. okay. So so the character, he's able to to somehow go into his mind and meditate and and create these extra clones of himself. And nice. then when he's ready to fight, he releases these clones, and it's like a battery almost, and it releases from his head, and then he turns into this um, amazing being for like five minutes for a fight. Mm-hmm. So I kind of looked at that metaphorically for this. So it's kind of like if we're tired and we need to do something, yeah. like it's like we need to create, like you set this date for you. You got to go 
uh, complete task A, B, or C. And if you need to do task C, you, you're tired. <laughs> you just go in your brain or your mind. You take whatever you have from your own self-being and just create another battery. So I kind of, it, I know it's crazy. It sounds crazy. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's, psych, it's more psychological. It's, it's um, I think it's, there's another word for it. Um, but if we're exhausted, it's only your body telling you you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. So if your mind can create something that is like an energy pill or an extra battery pack, yeah, and if you can release it when you need to, and it's infinite on how many you can create in your mind. Mm-hmm. But if, if we can create those, that's how I, I guess for, for your, your first question, like you told me half an hour ago is <laughs> that is kind of how I've been like, it took a long time for me. I'm still figuring it out is how to develop the energy blocks that I need in mm-hmm. order to, to do these three things. Because I mean, an average Joe or, or somebody other special person like a, a Carson or whatever might mm-hmm. be able to be um, working with his personality to focus on the one thing. However, yeah. I've realized that this is who I am. This is my yep. personality. This I, I work in, so many multiple ways so for me to use that as my strength i want to embrace who i am so if i can mm-hmm. be who i am and create what i can to to weld myself into this being then i know i'm doing the right thing for myself milton man you are speaking so many truths and it's kind of uncanny just because like i am finding harder motivation to find that energy within me to find that drive and just you talking about opening different doors within yourself and then finding that charge as you pass through that door. It's just really timely. So thanks for sharing that, man. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. It's definitely something um, we could all do actually. It's, it's, yeah. it's actually super fascinating on how totally. we can do that. Um, I want to respect your time because we do need to wrap up by in about two minutes there. Um, but Oh my God. Two minutes. Well, I, I could go a little longer if you want, if you have time, because I just literally, did verbal diarrhea there. <laughs> no worries. Man. If, if well, I didn't get to your questions. No, 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 dude. I had, dude, we could legit talk for hours. Just you're incredible, <laughs> Milton. Um, but, but I did want to just touch one thing about, um, dude, your own studio, your own production company. Uh, so just a question here. It's like, you know, your dear hero studio, dear hero studios production company has created some pretty massive hits there. Uh, most recently with reverse, which is getting like critically acclaimed right now. Um, how has it been managing both the business side and the creative side? And how have you managed uh, pitching projects for them to be hopefully made? Well, uh, yeah, the shout out to all the team at Reverse. Uh, you know, Josh Arias, incredible director, writer. Uh, mm-hmm. Curtis Lem was also the writer and actor. We got Mark Yunko, uh, Roy Lee, Tio. Um, it was just an incredible team. We had Ray Chat as well. Uh, I could list everybody, right? It was it was such an incredible um, short film we did last year. Yeah, it's it gone to LA Pacific. Um, that was a fantastic film we did. Um, mm-hmm. Even during that year, we, we were able to co-produce or associate produce another uh, short film named Cafe Racer with um, Harrison and Dakota. So that was able for me to bring in a couple of my producers and team up. That film, I believe, is is about to be finished. That's, that's going to be uh, a great... Uh, it's like a Japanese-Canadian film. Nice. So... How do I balance the two? Okay, so they say that if you have, I believe, the creative mind, I think it's the West Hemisphere of the brain, the brain lobe. I'm not mm-hmm. too a science guy. And then the, the logistics side is more of, of 
the other stuff, the East Hemisphere, they call it, or, or maybe, I don't know many directions. Um, <laughs> what was the question again? <laughs> how do I balance the creative? And how the, do you balance the creative with the okay, business? So I think it's, it's funny. Um, my, my Dear Hero Studios, and this is honestly, I think this is the third one I've done actually. So I've learned from my failures and I did something a little differently for this one. Right. Um, we're actually developing a future film right now based on my, my family, uh, Chinese restaurant. Uh, we were lucky enough to get a uh, development deal or not, not deal development fund from the Canada council. Nice. Um, and, and this is a film that I'm going to, well, you know, writing and shooting and, and the whole team was producing. We got Curtis Lum as our lead. Um, I'm, I'm going to be playing myself as the community nice. relief. Um, and like, it, it's a very passionate project. And, and, you know, for myself, it's like, you know, my other films I've done, I was actually very fortunate enough to have a great team that was able to support me into acting and directing. Um, and even for this magnitude of this film is mm -hmm. I'm purposely putting myself as number five on the call sheet. I, I don't mm -hmm. want to, I cannot play the lead. I don't want to play the lead. This is why I got Curtis doing it. He's, he's a perfect for the role. Mm -hmm. um, he plays my older brother in, in the movie. So, uh, to, to, I guess to balance it both was really understanding what I wanted to create and what I, what I need to create. So making my team something I did differently for everybody was I just, the people that are on my team right now, you know, other, they're making some other stuff. They're working with a lot of people. And I just told them, Hey, um, you want to be in this team as a contractor? Um, mm -hmm. There's, there's no, like, there's, you're not, you're not glued to the team. It's like, you can do whatever you want. It's like, you know, we're, majority of the team if not all the members were actually going to go on the movie oh, wow. so so for for us as dear hero is we were doing a bunch of short films um even myself starting a bunch of comic sketches we did the web series um but us doing the feature film you know i believe yeah i think everyone is is going to be on the feature film um that's gonna be next year mm -hmm. uh, hopefully everyone's available <laughs> <laughs> uh so so that's gonna be happening yeah. and i think i think what I've realized is if I'm going to do a day of like business side, like, you know, yesterday I was doing producing, I was talking to Mike, Mike Morrison, shout out to Mike. He's my other producer for the movie was just talking logistics, producing funding. Um, we're having a producer meeting this Sunday. So if I know I'm going to have a producer meeting, I'll just wait for the producer meeting before I do the creative, um, obviously mixing the creative, you know, it's, it's so tough, but at the same time as I'm, I'm beginning to know how to manage myself and, nice. and it goes back to that. It, it goes back to that, those doors really. Mm -hmm. Cause like, you know, even today we have, uh, you know, I did some producing in the morning, then I edited, I shot a video, edited it in the span of three hours, having mm -hmm. this podcast. And then tonight I'll be doing some stand-up comedy tonight. Damn. So, um, and even tonight, like I'll go refine some jokes for an hour, but mm -hmm. I know it's like, if I did the producing today already, and if, and if I'm satisfied with it, even if I'm not satisfied with it, I'll have to just close that door. It's, mm -hmm. as, it's as simple as that. It's just close that door. If I'm going to go, if I have a show at 7.30 tonight and mm -hmm. I'm working on a new seven-minute joke, actually refining it, yep. I'm going to tell a new joke. So I need to give myself, I need to open up that door for the comedian side here yep. and just have that guy go in the weight room and go in the battlefield, right? Because I think the biggest struggle is when we launch ourselves into our minds, mm -hmm. it's, it's not just a white room. It's the white room, but there is just so much noise that mm -hmm. 
we everyone have it's not just like your phone but it's also society and what's going on everyone was bombarded with covid um yeah. you could have personal finances all that so so all these things just come attacking in us which is you know you've probably been in those situations where you're you're in a mm-hmm. financial um front i've been in many times where i'm like oh man i gotta pay mm-hmm. the bills or like i gotta go work as a grip job how am i going to how am i going to write this content piece or, or why am i shooting this video or these mm-hmm. five videos today, which aren't making any money, right? Mm-hmm. That I find is is still one of the struggles. Like even yeah. even today, we shot a I shot a video based on the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, right? Uh, and then the other day, we shot a baseball comedy video. I love that one. Yeah. Oh, that was that was so fun to do, actually. Um, <laughs> and, and it's kind of like, okay, what's the trade off? What's what's the trade off? Okay, yeah. I make this piece of content. You know, it does, it, it, it did well on TikTok, mm-hmm. um, IG and YouTube, it did poorly. And it's like always that struggle, like what's the trade-off? How many mm-hmm. more videos did I create? Um, it builds a little bit of a following, but like yeah. for me as a, as a creator, am I fulfilled from that? Yeah. And uh, oh, the answer is no, I still got to create more. Mm. So it's kind of like consistently finding. Yeah. Uh, Never enough, I find with me. (laughs) It's always like, mm -hmm. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But but you brought up a great point at the same time, though, just to like really encapsulate what you just said there. It really does come down to doors, whereas you can't have too many doors open at the same time because then you get overwhelmed. But to really channel that energy and go 100% into that one door, and eventually when you're ready to come back out, come back out and close that door and then go into the next one. Because otherwise, when you channel your efforts way too broadly, it just crumbles you. So at the same time, I love that metaphor of doors because it really focuses you to go into just one and focus on that too. Yeah. And if you, and just the door analogy, there's um, like, there are times like once in a while, like even just being real, I'm a human being, right? Two weeks mm-hmm. ago, I was channeling all these doors and, and somehow my key card for my office, yeah. um, I couldn't find it. So I have, I'm at, I'm at WeWork here right now. Mm. So I planned a day to shoot here I had my costumes, my camera, my lights in a wagon. I had my dog with me. And then when I got here, I left my key. I couldn't find it. And I was pissed off. So at that moment, sometimes, you know, as human beings, your doors in your head sometimes are always like flapping. It's, it's consistent. Like, so, so sometimes you're distracted with so much shit on yeah. your phone or whatever. You could have like 10, 20 doors. And I'm not, not talking like, okay, like for me, I got like three doors. Right, uh-huh. that are those we're focus on, but then also yeah. there are doors about family, about yeah, exactly. friendship, about yeah. finances, uh, person bills, all that, and, and past stuff. There's work, like, mm-hmm. um, like I, I do tech job as a grip sometimes, so there's always these other doors that are consistently always going on. And even for us as creators and artists, it's like sometimes maybe you have an audition, uh, you, you got to work on this audition, but at the same time, you you got you get called for work, yeah. Yeah, and if yeah. you get called to work and you got to do eight hours, how are you going to find time to? Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, every, every word of that is. I guess you have to find time now because mm-hmm. for me, it's like I'm always believing in creating time. Milton, we could literally talk for hours, and I literally have more questions to ask you. But but let let's wrap this up just because. Okay, we got to keep this. All right. So what how, we- how about this, Lucas? How about this? Yeah. yeah. Is next year. I'd love to be invited back to your podcast. Hopefully, I finish the movie by then. Hopefully, I finish the movie. Uh, finish the movie by then. Yeah. We, we can talk more about that. We went into very psychological today, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. But 
Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Honestly, oh I know you're going to have so much more stuff to, to speak about, you know, in come 2023. So we'll keep, we'll hold out for that then. Um, yeah. So at the end of our show in season three, we thought to like mix it up a little bit. So instead of our 10 word association, what we're just going to end off with Milton here is a, would you rather? And the question I'm about to ask him has been much, actually much talked about during this whole podcast. So Milton, would you rather, okay. Would you rather work at your parents' restaurant for the rest of your life or never finish your first feature? Whoa. <laughs> That's legit what I have there. Work at my parents' restaurant for sure. Because I, I have to finish the feature. Never yeah. finishing the feature would be terrible. Okay, next. Okay, okay. That's, that's, that's all I have for that one. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, my God. I thought you were going to ask me this other question. I wasn't ready for it. No, no. Let's give it up for Milton. Honestly, you're incredible, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lucas, for having me. That was a lot of fun. Oh, glad you I had it. To, uh, I got to learn myself a bit. Yeah. learn about myself a bit exactly uh where can people find you what are your handles uh my my handles is uh i'm on ig and tiktok and youtube at milton ng tv that's just milton ing every time i say ing vocally people don't know how to pronounce or spell it they just they won't know yeah. yeah, yeah, you're Lucas Ng. You know what's up? I know, I know. People think, people think, hey, have you ever been, have you ever been, uh, people say, oh, can I buy you a vowel? I, I've had people come with these like, hey, you should have an I. You should have I-N-G because that's how you're pronouncing it, Ng. And I was like, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. You know what? Let's, like, one day we should reclaim how to properly say that last name. I, I'm pretty sure it's Ng. I mean, that's what my... My folks have told me mm. it's English. Okay. I hope so. We'll else. compare Chinese names when we meet up again. Sounds good, man. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Uh, any projects, anything that you want to promote? Uh, I mean, I think it's just follow me on those uh, social handles. Um, you know, I, I do stand up like minimum once weekly, sometimes two. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes I get lucky with three, but it all depends on how busy I am. But I always try to get one. Um, and then we have our movie, but there's, there's nothing really to follow. Oh, oh! if you want to follow our production company, we only have, we have our website, we have our Instagram, but it's just Dear Hero Studios on IG. Um, we are still in development, yeah. but we are going to be posting uh, pictures and videos of the whole development pre-production very soon. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. That's amazing, man. Dude, can't wait to see more of it, man. Can't wait to see more of it. Um, Thank you so much, yeah. And and my handle is Lucas John Ng, if people do want to follow here. And uh if Make you like sure you follow Lucas. <laughs> Don't even worry about this this damn guest. Just follow Lucas. He does Dude. an incredible podcast. This episode 72. You know, a lot of people I, I give you kudos. A lot of people hmm. with a new podcast, man, they'll they'll quit after 10, 15, 20, 30. You know, mm -hmm. so for you to do 72, that's incredible. Would not be possible without my co-host and of course with our guest too so thank you thank you next year i'll meet your co-host yeah yeah dude we'll, we'll have you on again sooner sooner rather than later um if you like what you see and hear follow us to hwmiy podcast on instagram or wherever you listen to your podcast be it spotify apple google play all that 
Um, yeah, let's give it up for Milton one more time, man. This was so much fun. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thank you so all much, right. Lucas. No problem. We'll see you all in two weeks' time. Okay, see you later. Bye. Bye.